guys. Welcome to FAQ with Chris, where I read stories from the web and the waiting room community. These stories center around plus size bodies and their experiences. So if you have a story you would like me to share, please send an email at thewaitingroompc at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-W-E-I-G-H-T-I-N-G-R-O-O-M-P-C at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of FAQ. Today I'm going to be talking about an article titled Five Food Myths That Can Trap You in Diet Culture Toxicity by Geraldine Giorgio. Postbiotics and vitamin gummies might be trending, but are these food fads actually good for you? Here, accredited dietitian Geraldine Giorgio reveals what trends are worth trying and which ones are all hype. When it comes to healthy eating and hitting your weight loss goals, there's a lot of misinformation out there, which makes it hard to differentiate fact from fiction. Just because something is trending on Instagram or TikTok doesn't mean it actually works, and it doesn't mean it's reliable advice either. Below are some of the most common diet myths and fads I've come across lately, plus the healthier habits you should implement in your everyday routine. 1. Fiber supplements are key to gut health. The best source of any nutrient, particularly fiber, comes directly from the source. Foods that are naturally high in fiber can have an effect on your body that supplements cannot replicate. Generally, supplements have only one form of fiber rather than the combination that you find in everyday foods. Incorporating fiber-rich foods into your diet, such as beans, legumes, and vegetables, is a great way not only to increase your fiber intake, but also to aid in creating long-term healthy dietary habits. 2. Postbiotics are better than pre- or probiotics. Postbiotics are bioactive compounds that are produced by your gut bacteria when they consume or digest prebiotics. All three are reliant on each other to be able to do their job effectively. Prebiotic foods that promote this process include whole grains, asparagus, garlic, onions, and bananas. Including these types of food in your everyday diet helps your good gut to thrive and allows it to produce the compounds that the body needs for health and well-being. 3. Tracking food is necessary for weight loss. While tracking macros and calories might work for one person, it may not be the best course of action for the next. You need to find the method that best suits you. It might take a bit of trial and error, but the results will be well worth it once you find a way that works for you long term. Find diets that focus on balance and nourishing foods, such as the Nordic diet, which is loaded with whole grains, berries, fruits, vegetables, fish, and low-fat dairy products can be the best way to maintain long-term momentum and achieve health goals. Number four, vitamin gummies can improve your health. While vitamin gummies have become very popular among children and adults over the past few years, they do contain added sugar and colorings, which should be consumed in moderation. They can be added to your routine if you already follow a healthy, balanced diet and exercise regularly, but counting on them solely to improve your overall health isn't going to be as effective. Nutrients are best absorbed when consumed straight from the food source, as they will naturally contain higher levels of that nutrient. 5. There's no such thing as healthy cereal. In this day and age, there are many healthy cereal options that are packed full of nutrients on supermarket shelves. 
choosing a high-fiber cereal with whole grains is the first stop. If you want additional nutrients, add some fruit or nuts or even a dollop of natural yogurt to create the perfect nourishing bowl. Avoid the diet culture trap. Listen, psychologist Nancy Socarno shares three ways to cultivate a healthy relationship with food. Remove good and bad labels. The terminology around food is starting to change, especially when we look at education from a young age. Young people are now taught about nutrition using languages like everyday food and sometimes food. That may refer to foods lacking in nutritional value. I think these phrases better represent our options and can help remove some of the guilt people might experience later on. Think about how food makes you feel. Focus on looking at your overall diet with nutritional value in mind and acknowledge what makes you feel good energy-wise, physically and mentally. Build intentions around your choices and lean into foods that have substantial value to ensure you enrich your body rather than restricting things you perceive as being bad. Avoid comments that make you feel guilty. Limit your exposure to diet culture, whether that be unfollowing someone promoting habits on social media or politely asking a friend to limit how much they talk about dieting habits when in conversation with you. Likewise, be mindful of how you talk about food and weight loss, especially if it's in front of children or vulnerable people. I absolutely love reading articles like this that talk about the myths that we all grew up with. I mean, how many times have all of you heard that you shouldn't eat bananas because it's just going to make you gain weight? I had such a fear of bananas for so long. And it's really funny because I know a lot of people have certain ideas about WW, uh, previously called Weight Watchers. But when I joined Weight Watchers, and started tracking and it started giving the points instead of looking at all the calories, it made me not fearful of bananas anymore. So that was one plus that I took away from it because it's like anything eaten in moderation is okay. And since when are bananas bad? Like, yeah, they're a fruit, they have sugar, but so are all the fruits. (laughs) I don't know. I do think about the part with the vitamin gummies. Uh, You know, some people don't really have access to all the food that would be able to provide those nutrients and might have to rely on vitamins or maybe they can't eat those things and rely on vitamins. But not speaking about those people. Yeah, the whole vitamin thing, you definitely can get more out of getting it directly from the source. So I do agree with that. But not everyone has the privilege of being able to do that. And like the, there's no such thing as healthy cereal. It just makes me laugh. Are cereals that are very high in sugar, but they're like the tastiest ones. And still, I will have that. I love a good bowl of Fruit Loops. And in moderation, why can't I have that bowl of Fruit Loops? So I think that when people are always looking for the healthy option, they're going to like the just the che- plain old Cheerios or uh, Corn Flakes. And, and no disrespect to anyone out there that thoroughly enjoys those cereals, but I wouldn't go to the cereal aisle and just want to look at those things. I don't find them satisfying. I don't find them tasty. So I'm personally not going to eat things that I don't enjoy. I really like food, if none of you know that, and I'm not going to eat things that I'm just suffering through. What's the point of that? I find those to be empty, pointless calories because I didn't enjoy it. Okay, I I put something that's quote unquote healthy in my body, 
but I didn't enjoy it. So that was like, it's just pointless in my opinion. I would have rather have skipped the meal, which again is not the smart thing to do either because then you're getting into disordered eating. Oh, just eat what you enjoy. Just do it in moderation. I do love the part where they talk about removing the good and bad labels. I tend to do that still sometimes because that's the toxic mindset I grew up in that I still sometimes think and then I quickly get myself out of that. I know personally that I am going to have to go back to a certain way of eating that I used to where I am going to take out a couple things uh, from my meal plans, but I'm still going to have, so it's a certain type, I'm going to have to take out bread and pasta again, uh, but I'm not taking out carbs. I'm not taking out the entire food group. I'm just going to use substitutions, Um, just things that I'm finding out about my health these days and certain things that my body can't tolerate. Um, But that's me and my own journey. And when I do talk about things like that on social media, I tell people this is me and my journey. And when people ask, people used to ask me how I lost the weight. It's like by doing things that were right for my body. And I encourage you to do the same. Find what's right for you and your lifestyle, your body, speak to medical professionals, find a dietitian. You have to do what's right for you and yourself. And just because I talk about what has been working for me and my life does not mean it's going to work for the next person. Anyway, guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode of FAQ and I will catch you guys next time. Bye.